But Jesus shares with us in this passage as well as in other passages in the gospel that the more you know about God's nature, the more you will remember to pray naturally. And then Jesus says, listen, you may have seen me around, you may have heard about me, but you don't know me and I do not know you. Depart from me. It won't get it because your heart has been broken and so sometimes you got to get down on your knees and sometimes it's not praying just for 20 seconds, but sometimes it's praying with tears streaming down your face, praying with a broken heart. You have to prevail in Prayer. A young lady about seven or eight years old standing and smiling in a picturesque meadow in another part of the field an African rhinoceros is running towards her. Still unmoved by the present danger, she smiles. At this point, the following words emerge on the screen. Trust is not being afraid. In a split second before the rhinoceros tramples the young lady, still she is unmoved, still smiling. It stops. She raises her hand and begins petting the massive horn. The final words about this particular insurance company emerge to the screen with the following words, even when you are most vulnerable. This commercial was about an insurance company that promotes its ability to protect its clients in the midst of the uncertainties of life. Better than an insurance company, however, the child of God can have the assurance that God is God. God is always with us. We can always go to God for everything and at any time. But for some, going to God for everything at any time is easier said than done. There are many people who have an erroneous interpretation of who God is and who we are. There are many who see God as punitive. That is, they see God as the one who is always waiting to get you when you do wrong. And then there are those who have this image of God as 
a divine lion ready to pounce upon those who are not his favorites. Everyone does not know that they can come to God for everything at any time. Contrary to that particular belief, Matthew chapter 7 teaches that God is not a ravenous lion. He is not a mean old man. He's not a prison guard. But God is a loving father who looks forward to hearing from us at all times about everything. The verses 7 through 11 of Matthew chapter 7 are there to replace hesitant, bashful praying with audacious, bold, and courageous communication with God. Jesus wants to share with all who would listen to his words concerning prayer that whereas there are those who are not necessarily afraid to pray, but he is talking to those who are afraid to talk to God. For they see God like the employee who is afraid to ask their boss for the day off. They are afraid to approach God. But Jesus shares with us in this passage as well as in other passages in the gospel the more you know about God's nature, the more you will remember to pray naturally. The more you know about who God is, the more you will be reminded that you can talk to him about anything at any time. And yet, you and I, if we have not experienced this personally, that is being afraid to be transparent, vulnerable, and honest before God, and we know that there are some near who are near and dear to us who do not pray because they are afraid to come before God honestly. It's simple, but it's deep. So how do you approach God in prayer? Do you approach him as your boss? Do you approach him as some way off God? 
some deity that is detached from the creation with arms folded and legs crossed, don't want to be bothered with anyone. How do you approach God? I mean, how do you really approach God? Do you approach him as though you are giving him information about your life? Do you approach him as though if you don't tell him, then he has no idea about the doctor's appointments that is scheduled next week? Is there anybody you want God to get for you? Anybody been bullying you? Anybody been attacking you, coming against you? Anybody out to destroy you? Is there somebody you're trying to sick God on? How do you approach God in prayer? This is important because Jesus has just finished talking about the importance of discerning who we should give what is valuable to us. Do not cast what your pearls to what? Pigs. And Jesus is trying to get us to understand, just as you use discernment as to what to give whom, especially if people do not value what you value and what you see to be valuable, then you should also know that when Jesus is talking about Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door is open to you. The you here does not mean everyone. And he says you have to use discernment to know who Jesus is speaking to in this passage. So how do we approach God? Well, we approach God as child to parent. That's how we approach him. Jesus is dealing with this metaphor of relationship of child and parent. Which first of all, we have to understand when Jesus says, ask, seek, and knock, he, he has this word and given to you and you will find and the door will be open to you. We need to know who the you is. I want to make sure I'm one of the you's. And here Jesus is not talking to everyone because everyone has not acknowledged God as father. He is not speaking to Buddhists. He's not speaking to Mohammedanians. He is not speaking to the nominal Roman Catholic or the nominal Protestant. He's not speaking to atheists. He is speaking to those who have recognized their need for Jesus Christ and they have put their faith in him and they are trusting the 
daily work of the Holy Spirit to shape them more and more into the image and to the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like everyone you know is not in your family, God is not talking to everyone he has created. He is talking about those who see their need for him as father. Ephesians helps us with this. The Apostle Paul, he was preaching to the church, and he has to remind them that they were not always who they are now. <laughs> and, and, and he says, he, he, he says, don't act like you have always been who you are now. And, and, and he says, therefore, remember that at one time you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth and strangers to the covenant of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So then, here it is, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So Jesus is saying, the you are those who have been born again. And he says, he says, ask, and you who have been born again, you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find you who have been born again. Knock, and the door will be open to you, you who have been born Again, because the key ingredient to answered prayer is a relationship with a holy God. I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine how do you feel and, and how do you look at a total stranger who invades your space asking you for something. I mean, you don't know him. Just think about this just for a moment. I mean, think about, think about when your phone ring and it is a number you don't recognize. Who is this calling me? Now flip it when one of your children come to you and ask you for something. There's a different response. Or when you get a call or a text from someone who is near and dear to you, your facial expression is different. So it is when it comes to talking to 
God, let, let, let me, let me, let me put my kickstand down because, because, because in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, Jesus is talking about a believer who comes to God. But when you go to Luke chapter 13, verses 24 and following, Jesus is talking about when a non-believer comes to God and he tells a story about a stranger who comes to a man's house. And the man talks about, I saw you around, and, and I heard about you. And then Jesus says, listen, you may have seen me around, you may have heard about me, but you don't know me, and I do not know you. Depart from me. And so how do we approach God in prayer? We approach him as child to parent. It's a whole different dynamic when there is a relationship. This is what Nancy Spielberg talks about in her poem. She, she says, I, Lord, I crawled across a barren desert seeking a small cup of refreshment. I came to you with an empty cup. If I only knew you better, I would have come running with a bucket. You see, when you know who you're talking to, you approach him differently. So Jesus says here that when it comes to approaching God, Know the nature of God. And the more you know the nature of God, who he is, you'll be reminded to pray naturally. You just, you, you just do it naturally. It, see, when, when there is a, a healthy relationship between parent and child, there's no struggle to communicate. You just come out with, Dad, I, I dropped the ball. Dad, I blew it. It's my fault. I'm sorry. Not shucking and jiving. Not trying to hide it. Totally different relationship. And when we come to God, have you ever noticed how a child will ask you for the sun, the moon, and the stars? And think nothing of it. N nothing of it. Mom, I need to talk to you about something. Dad, can I bend your ear for a moment? Well, the other side of that is sometimes our children ask strangers more stuff than they ask us. They get their advice from the streets. And there's a disconnect some kind of way. And Jesus here, he is talking about approaching a heavenly father because we know his nature. So we approach God as child to parent. Jesus tells us this. 
Again, we, those of us who have children, we've seen that our children, they have manners, but they'll interrupt a phone call. They'll interrupt a meeting. You tell them when the door is closed, you knock, and sometimes they'll open the door anyway. That's their boldness to come to us, children. But then Jesus, he, he moves on. He says, ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. And then he goes on, and he says, everyone. Now Jesus he says, you come, to, you, you come to God as parent, as child to parent. You have to get that he's not talking about it as grandchild to grandparent. He's not talking about that. Because grandparents spoil grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Grandparents are weak. When it comes to grandchildren, I wish I had some help. Uh, grandchildren get away with what children never could get away with. There's a different dynamic with grandparent and grandchild and parent and child. Keep it in its proper context. So we come to him as child to parent, but now he moves on. And he wants us to understand that, that the, the, the way you approach God is child or parent, but it is, it is the child that continues to come to the parent. There's a continuation here. Now here again, Jesus says everyone. Everyone does not mean all people. Remember that. Everyone cannot come to you and get what people who know you can get. Well, at least they can't do that for me. Y'all different than I am. Everybody can't get from me what the people that I have a relationship with can get. You can get some crumbs, but you are not getting a full meal. Is relationship. Maybe I should have prefaced it by saying, by most of us, total stranger cannot get from you what people you have a full-fledged relationship with can get. But now Jesus says, everyone does not mean all people. And now Jesus here, he helps us with this continuation of a child that continues to come to the parent. Now, here again, the dynamic never changes. It's still child to parent. And now this child will always be a child. And the parent will always be the parent. And so this relationship is a good relationship. So the child never wants to change the dynamics of the relationship. And the parent never wants to change the dynamic of the relationship. So the child continues to come to the parent, not as equal, not as pal, not as buddy, 
But this child continues to come as child to parent. In the Greek language, there are two types of what are, what, what are called imperatives. There's the aorist imperative that uh, speaks to doing one thing at a specific time. And then there is the present imperative which speaks of doing that which has been asked again, again, and again. To illustrate this, let's say we are teaching a, a teenager how to drive. It's, it's a teen who's just starting to learn how to drive. And, 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 you, say, and you say to the teen, uh, stop at that red light. The stop in that sentence is in the aorist imperative, which means to stop at that light. But let's say you say, and always remember to stop at red lights, then the stop in that sentence, sentence is in the present imperative. And so when Jesus says, ask, seek, and knock, Jesus says, keep on asking is in the present imperative, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Which means that when it comes to prayer, you and I are to persist in prayer. Ain't no such thing as if I'm awake to Sunday to pray. Because Jesus said, keep on praying. So we persist in prayer. Just like you breathe every second or sooner than that, every time you think about prayer, you ought to pray. We persist in prayer, but then we prevail in prayer. There are some times where, where, where praying sitting on the side of your bed won't get it because your heart has been broken. And so sometimes you got to get down on your knees. And sometimes it's not praying just for 20 seconds, but sometimes it's praying with tears streaming down your face, praying with a broken heart. You have to prevail in prayer. You persist in praying, but then you persevere in praying because you have an adversary who doesn't want you to pray. He knows the power and the impact of praying, and, and, and that's why there are times when you and I are praying, and, and then our mind shifts to what we had for lunch, and sometimes we on our knees praying, and we start fooling with our fingernails and forget where we were when we were praying, and sometimes the television is even on while we are praying, but you have to persevere in prayer. Sometimes you have to wrestle in 
prayer. And thanks be unto God that we have a prayer partner in the person of the Holy Spirit who that when we don't know what to say, he finishes the prayer out. And when we are too weak to pray, he prays in our stead. He moans and he groans because he knows that life gets rough sometimes. And you don't know what to say. You just say, hmm, oh, help me, Lord Jesus. I cannot bear the burden. You persevere in prayer. You persist in prayer. And you prevail in prayer. This is what you do on and on. And here again, you keep the metaphor, child, parent. Now, 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 now how many times have we been on a road trip and sitting in the back seat? Back seat are we there yet? How much longer do we have to go? Are we there yet? And the child keeps on asking. They, they keep on asking. Over, you, you, you just said an hour ago where you were, and, and, and you're still under, the, but they keep on asking, asking. That's the way it is when it comes to praying to God. You keep on asking. You never have to say, God, I know you're tired of listening to me. That's not the God of Scripture. Uh, God, I know I'm getting on your nerves. That's not the God of Scripture. Uh, God is me again, give, like as if God don't know who we are. Know the nature of God, and you'll be reminded you can pray naturally. And so here Jesus says we approach God as child, the parent. We continue as child to parent. We go on. We keep on asking. We keep on seeking. And we keep on. Knocking. And you see, here, here again, the relationship, child to parent, is, you see, 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 when you ask your father, you ask with expectation. That's your father. You know his nature. He wants to hear from you. He enjoys hearing from you. And, and, and so you, you ask with expectation. That, 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 that's, that's the expectation. That's, that's the, I keep on asking God for a miracle. I keep on asking God for a greater anointing. I keep on asking God to have his way in my life. I keep on asking God to use this church in amazing ways. I keep on asking God for favor. I keep on asking God for grace and mercy. Expectation. Because I know who I'm talking to. So I ask with expectation because I got a relationship with the one that I'm asking. But then I seek with energy. And, and, and you, 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 you know, you, 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 can't, you can't seek doing this. But you can seek doing this. You can seek doing this. You can seek doing this. You do it with energy. 
That's why sometimes you get loud when you pray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 don't, don't you cheer. Do you cheer for your, your, your team like this? Go, Lions. Yay. There's a touchdown. Yay. Defense, 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 defense. No, we do it with effort and energy, don't we? Come on, Lions. Come on. You can do it. Come on. Y'all get up. And we get all hot and bothered. We get overwhelmed. We are excited. We do it with energy. Come on and keep it real with me. You know how we do. We do it with effort. And we, we ask with expectation because we've got a relationship with the one we're asking. We seek with energy because we know he has the resources. When we're cheering for our team, we know they can do it, Right? They just got a new, you know, running back and, you know, throw the ball to him. Mm -mm, we, we, we know they got the resource. They got the tools. They've just used everything. No, don't put him in the game right now. Put somebody else in the game. He tired. You got the resource. You, this is what you got to do. We can do this. I'm telling you, we can do it. You hear all that? Do you feel me? Yeah. See, that's effort. That's energy. Do you have that same energy when you talk to God? Are you cool? You don't ever get loud when you pray. Not that he can't hear you, but you got something going on that you can't keep to yourself and it's heavy and it's weighty and it's hurting. And you cry out to him. But then you know what this knocking does? See, see, when somebody come to your house, and I know we got the ring thing, and we see them on the camera and all that. What I'm talking about pre-ring, the only way you knew somebody was at the door is that you, you had to knock. And in your knocking, you gained access. See, you got to know Prayer will open doors for you. Oh, I wish I had some here. I, 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 said, I, I said, prayer will open some doors. And, and, so, and so we know that when it comes to praying, it is effective. And when we pray, we know we're going to get a response from the one we're talking to. God will hear and God will answer prayer. God is not going to ignore us when we pray. God is not going to look the other way. When we pray, Jesus says, continue coming to God as child. And see, here's what happened to us. We get grown on God. We get grown on him. We think we can handle it all by ourselves. We think we've lived long enough that now we can handle life. We, we, know, we, we know what we're doing. 
that certain situation, we don't need God to fix this because this ain't our first rodeo. We, we've been here before, so we can handle this. We've grown now. And life knocks us down. And then we say, Lord, have mercy. Don't change the metaphor. Child, the parent. Don't we always need God? We need him all the time. See, see, a child recognizes their need for the parent. So we continue to need God. And we are not ashamed to let anyone know we need God. Men, we're not so masculine that we don't admit to our family, this one, this one is out of my league, it's above my pay grade. I can't handle this, but I know somebody who can. Come on, let's pray about it. Let's talk to our God. And women, you're not too independent. When you think you don't need any help. No, you too. We're going to talk to God about this one. This is more than I can handle by myself. And we raise our children. Don't ever think you outgrow your need for God. You, you would never. So there is this continuation because of the language here that Jesus uses. It is to keep on asking. It is to keep on seeking. It is to keep on knocking. It's a continuation. It's kind of like you get on the elevator. And your floor is already lit. What you do? Push it anyway. <laughs> then somebody go up next floor. Your floor is still lit. What you do? Push it again. And, and I have, and I've seen other people push that button, and it's, it's lit. And we do it again. You know why we do that? You know why we do that? Do you know why we keep on? We want to make sure we reach our destination. We're not going to the sixth floor. We're going to the ninth floor. And we're going to keep on until we get there. That's the same way it is in prayer. Until God has answered the prayer, you keep on talking to God. You keep on asking. You keep on seeking. You keep on knocking. This last one. The more you know about God's nature, the more you'll remember to pray naturally. We come to God as child or parent. Don't change that. Keep on coming as child to parent. Our children are grown, but they're still coming to us. But, but then lastly, Jesus, see, now he's going to talk about something happens based upon this relationship between parent and child and life's experiences and answered prayer and making it through difficulties and all of that. S some kind of way, the child gains confidence in the parent. Now Jesus, he, he's, he's doing somewhat of a contrast 
He's the master teacher. So now he says in verse number nine, he says, which one of you, it's plural, talking to the group, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for fish, would give him a serpent. So, so now what Jesus is saying Said, said, said the son has confidence. The son does not say, the son does not think, I hope my daddy got some bread. I hope my daddy has fish. No, 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 no. The child has confidence that, that his father, her father, is possessed, is, is, ha, has, the, has whatever they need. He has it in their possession. <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's confidence. That, that, that I know where to go, who to go to when I find myself in need. But not only is this child have confidence in terms of knowing that the father possesses what they need, they even know about the provisionary care of the father. Which one of you, a son, asks for bread and you'll give him stone? Or asks for a fish and you'll give him a snake? Stones, you know, bread look like stones. Stones will hurt you. Anybody up through stones at you? Fish look like snakes. Snakes will bite you. You ever come across a few snakes? And so he says the son has confidence that not only that the daddy has what he needs, but the daddy is not going to hide it from him, but the daddy is going to give it to him. So now he goes on and he speaks of why the child continues to petition the father. And the Bible tells us that we are not to be anxious for anything, but pray about everything. Let our what? Request be what? Made known to who? So in this child's mind, I know my daddy got it. I know where I can get it. And as long as I know my daddy got it. I know I can always get it. So I'm going to always go to my daddy because my daddy has whatever I need. I'm not doubting that he has it. Okay, okay. Here's your homework. Here's your homework. Yeah, I want you to read First John. Well, you know what? We busy and, and uh, Labor Day coming up, so we're probably too busy to read. So let me just tell you what it says. It talks about 
said, when you pray, don't have any doubt that your Father hears you. And when you approach him, don't have any doubt that you already have what you asked for. But then you say, well, pastor, what are we asking and what are we seeking? And what are we knocking? What are we going after? The longer, the deeper our relationship with the Father gets, then we begin to only want what the Father wants for us. That's what we ask. See, we gotta, you got to stay in that child. You got to stay as a child. <laughs> Don't outgrow God. Don't think your plans are better than his. Don't think you're smarter than he is. Don't think you know what's best for your life. You the child. He's the parent. <laughs> and then lastly, Jesus says this. Now, if if you then, who are evil. Now, 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 he said, now, in your pre-conversion state, you're evil. Now, if the daddy is evil, then the child is evil. But an evil daddy... didn't allow the guilt of his son to stop him from giving his evil son what he needed. Let me rewind that. Your guilt has never gotten in God's way from blessing you. Has God been better to you than you have been to yourself? Have you done everything God told you to do and yet he kept on blessing you? Did you not obey him as you knew you should and could have? Did God keep on waking you up in the morning, starting you on your way? Has God still been faithful to you, though you have been unfaithful to him? If an evil daddy can be good to an evil son, how much more can our holy heavenly father give us good gifts? And see here again, we, we, and I'm, 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 I'm done. We, we have to remember God's nature. See, see, God is good. That's his nature. And, 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 you, and see, you got to know God, good, goodness is not something that God does. Goodness is what, uh, who God is. And you got to remember that because, because sometimes when bad stuff is happening, we, we think something has happened to his goodness. But God is good. And something good can come out of a bad situation. And so because whenever, as long as we remember he is good, we can say like the psalmist, I will bless the Lord at all time. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and what? Be exceedingly glad in it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together.
You see, we remember his nature. He is good. And Jesus, he ends this by saying, he says, now, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good, good things to those who ask him? Everything that comes from God is good. Because God cannot give us something that he is not. He only gives us who he is. His nature. Have you ever been mad at him? Ain't nobody in here but us. Come on. And the reason why we got mad at him was because we thought he had changed on us. That's what happened. We thought we deserved something or didn't deserve something. We thought he had changed on us. And, and, And when we got mad at him, if we communicated to him, we did it with an attitude. If we communicated. We flipped on him. We weren't on speaking terms because we thought he changed on us. Because we said if God was good, then why did he allow this to happen? We thought he changed his nature. His nature never changes. There are some people who are afraid to come to God. And I was one. Seven or eight years old. And I shared this with you some years ago. After church, I'm not going to throw any other people who were part of that group on the bus, but me and some people who we got the same parents. Um, <laughs> after church, we used to go in the backs of the pews and look for money. We didn't want no candy. We wanted money, money, money. We dig down in those pews, bubble, and we try to find spare change, and we we was gonna take it to the finance secretary off, but the church was closed. So, but we would take that money and go to the store that was just across the street, and we would spend it. We did this every Sunday. And one Sunday, we, we knew Viola King. She was an usher. She would always pick up them Martin Luther King fans, and you know them Jesus with good hair fans. Mm-hmm. She would always clean up, you know, the church and all this. So, and so we, we, we underestimated the time that she would normally be done. And, and, and my brother, I mean, the other people who was with me, you know, they was, they was going through the pews, and I'm saying, man, we, don't need, we need to stop doing all this. No, the devil is a lie. I need to tell the truth. We, we were just digging in there. We're looking for that. And, and, and I'm talking about, you have been stopped in your tracks. Viola King said, boys, we froze. 
if y'all don't stop what y'all doing, God is going to give y'all to the devil. I was seven or eight years old. And I was from that day forward afraid of God. And I didn't pray to God. I didn't pray to him because I was afraid of him because that lady was my elder and she said if I didn't stop God was going to give me to the devil. But, but I, 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 I remember my mama saying that you can talk to Jesus. And, and she said Jesus can do things for you, but he can also stop things from happening to you. And so I, I, I took that to mean that I'm scared of God. But, but if, I, if I talk to Jesus, he'll keep God off me. So I would only talk to Jesus. And then, when I was 27 years old, had not talked to God 20 years, this God that I was afraid of called me to preach. And I said, I, I said, I'm, I haven't talked to you. What do you want with me? What do you want with me? And he said to me, you stop talking to me, but I've never stopped looking out. And that day, if you can use somebody like me, God, here I am. Here I am. The more you know about his nature, the more you'll be reminded you can pray naturally. He's a loving father. He's a kind father. He's a generous father. He's a caring father. He's a loving father. He's a faithful father. He's a righteous father. He'll never leave you. And he'll never forsake you. Know who he is. And never stop talking to him. Let's celebrate our heavenly father. Hallelujah. 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 You're here today, you don't know this God who's loving, kind, and faithful. Maybe you had a bad earthly father. You know nothing about a good father. I, I want you to raise your sights just a little higher to your heavenly father. 
And if you call on him as a child, he will, he will answer you. He will hear you. Lord, save me. Lord, come into my life. And he will do it today. If you're searching for a place to call church, we extend to you the congregation of the Mount Olive Church. There's only one church whose doors stand open in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. We'd love to have you if you believe this is where God wants you to serve. But the message today is we serve a good God. Oh, come on, church. We serve a mighty good God. Don't ever stop coming to him. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. God bless you. Love you. See you soon. Usher's wearing your hands.